this episode of Tech Lasso. This is Mark Schwanz, and I'm joined here with my colleague, Scott Moss. Hello. And uh, we are going to spend some time today with Jaime Perez. Jaime is a new colleague of ours. Before coming to LACO to be a technical specialist here, he spent 17 years as part of the Apple US education team. And as the account leader there with Apple, I understand he worked closely with LAUSD and other districts. But enough of me, let's hear from Jaime. So Jaime, welcome. And why don't you tell us about yourself? And we'd like to know who is Jaime Perez? Hi, Scott. Thank you for inviting me to your show. Let me tell you a little bit about myself. I grew up in Boyle Heights. I have nine brothers and sisters. If you're familiar with Boyle Heights, I grew up right by Mariachi Plaza. All, all of my siblings, all nine of us started in public schools in LAUSD and um, ended up in private parochial schools. My parents both barely had a sixth grade education and they were very clear about education was a priority for us. After college, I ended up working for a few companies and then back in 2007, I joined this, this little company called Apple probably four months after the first iPhone was introduced. Oh, wow. I was, I was, I was ecstatic. I felt like I had just been accepted to the astronaut program at NASA. <laughs> That's how excited I was. I saw a lot, did a lot. Probably the best part was being there for a number of years while Steve Jobs was at the helm. That was absolutely the most exciting part of my entire career at Apple. So what, what kind of work did you do there, uh, Jaime? At Apple, I was a team leader supporting LUSD. I was an account executive, but I didn't really consider myself an account executive. I considered myself an architect of empowerment. Because they had me supporting LUSD schools, I felt at home. I felt like I was helping my community. I felt a deep sense of responsibility and obligation to help schools understand the power technology can have with learning. The job required, I collaborate with multiple Apple teams, um, which included engineers, professional development, some manufacturing. We were providing support and guidance to all schools in LAUSD. I learned a ton and it was a lot of fun. The, the job also included some planning of small and large deployments with technology. It also included delivering and executing workshops on various subjects like coding and other things that help teachers and schools. I know Apple's program is uh, Everyone Can Code. Were you involved with that one? Absolutely. Uh, back in 2016, I believe Apple introduced this coding initiative called Everyone Can Code. You know, when we when we wake up, in the morning and we look around our home, whether it's an oven, a microwave, the toaster, even you get into your car. I mean, there's technology built into all of it in all the systems. There's technology and, and technology has a literacy and it's called code. And I, I always wondered how Apple, what Apple's coding language was and how, how we built things. And so when they introduced everyone can code, I was enamored because literally if you go through the program, you could teach yourself how to code. It didn't matter if you were a student, an adult, if you just had a desire to learn code and create apps, you could. Oh, I see. So it's not just a program 
for children or youth to learn, but adults could take it up too. Absolutely, and and they've built the they've built the program up since then. So they have uh, curriculum in multiple languages that are used around the world that cover from kindergarten all the way to college. They have lesson plans for teachers. They have a bunch of wonderful um, exercises that include robots, drones, Legos, to make it fun as you learn uh, various coding concepts. Sounds very interesting, Jaime. I mean, I know there's a lot to that story that you have of being at Apple, but I know that's not the only thing that you're about. So what are some of the things you're interested in? And what do you, what do you enjoy doing in your spare time? I'm passionate about technology. I love working with schools, helping, mentoring uh, students and uh, even adults that were kind of like me, like to run. <laughs> I've ran several marathons in Boston twice or qualified for Boston twice and ran it once. Enjoy walks with my dog, beautiful husky. Love listening to podcasts. I feel like it's free learning. I have some favorites. Guy Raz is one of them. He has a show called How I Built This. Wonderful episodes on really cool companies and how they started. Many of them got started because somebody was either trying to solve a problem, a challenge, or they were passionate about something. And it's just really interesting to hear their story. You're what we would call a lifelong learner, and uh, you're passionate about learning like like uh, I think all of us, uh, all of us here at ITO, uh, I think fall in that category. And one of the things that interested me as I was reading your story, and you mentioned this a little bit, was that you were you grew up in Boyle Heights, you came from a large family, uh, and but you you attended USC, you worked for Apple, and I think of you as kind of a, a you know. I, acting as a role model for other kids who might be living in challenging conditions. You don't talk, talk about your, your kind of transition from, from uh, how you, how you made it to USC, I guess is, is one thing I, I'm curious about. Sure. I was very, I was very lucky. I had wonderful parents. My parents always instilled in us that education and learning was key to having a successful life and through them, we would see their sacrifices, mom, mom being a seamstress, dad being a cook, and they just made it clear, if you want to have an easier life, you, you need to be successful in school. Having nine brothers and sisters, I was number seven. I have a twin brother. We always kept each other in check. So we always learned from each other's mistakes, and it just seemed like we were one team and then I had some fantastic teachers too. I had some teachers that I still keep in touch with today because they played a huge role in my past. They were an important dot in my past that helped me connect future dots in my future. So I, I remember my calculus teacher who tutored me at 7 a.m. so that I wouldn't fail. I remember my drama teacher. The things I learned in, in drama helped me later in life. They helped me with pronunciation, diction, reading, get out of my shyness shell. I still remember the plays, the plays we did, Annie, Bye Bye Birdie, short, short plays by Anton Chekhov, the Russian writer. Um, how, how could I remember that? I remember it because it was fun. You know, she, she made it fun. And I had some good coaches too. I was in cross country and track. I remember my coach, um, Coach Galvan, 
And uh, he always said, um, you know, with hard, hard work always pays off. And because of him, when I was 17 years old, um, thanks to a race and I think it was Irvine, an invitational where I did pretty well, I got um, I got to fly to Taipei, Taiwan, which opened my eyes to the world. It was the first time I was ever on an airplane. Wow. I had some cool mentors, learning from mistakes and learning from some of the victories. Everyone played a role in me figuring out how to how to want to go to college, how to be excited about college, how to want to finish college, see the opportunities that were at hand, and then and and now well, how, how do I play it forward? I think that's something that that I've always been passionate about is 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 I did it. And I'm not the smartest. Many others can too. And I think that was the passion I had when I started Apple and had it for most of my time there. Joining the Laco team, I feel just like I did when I first started at Apple. I'm that excited about being part of the team at Laco. Wow, you went right into my next uh, idea for something for us to talk about. And that is <laughs> about Laco. Let's, let's hear a little bit about what brought you and you are excited about it. So what's a little bit about what, what are you going to be up to? After Apple, I was looking for something where I could work with schools, technology, leaders with passion, do something that gave me purpose. Although I, I did get a number of phone calls, Laco just seemed like the right place for me. And I know it's only been two months, but I can't tell you how wonderful it is to be working alongside the tech team and the outreach team. So right now they have me working on a couple of projects. One of them, one of them will be uh, developing a workshop for podcasting. And another one is like this whiteboarding workshop. Well, I suggest that we talk a little bit about media creation, especially podcasting. So my burning question is related to that. What are your thoughts about podcasting and why? Why should teachers have a place in their curriculum, no matter what grade they teach, for students to create things like podcasts? Podcasting, I think, is awesome. There are, there are a ton of benefits and a lot of skills uh, students and adults can pick up. Now, let me share a little fun fact with you. The word podcast came from two words, iPod and broadcast combined together made podcast. If you know a little bit of history of podcasting, who invented it? Like when did it start? There's a gentleman by the name of Adam Curry and another gentleman by the name, I think it's Dave Weiner. Uh, one was a MTV disc jockey and the other one was a software developer. And after the first iPod was introduced, they, they wanted it figure out a way to download like radio shows onto their, their iPods. And so in 2000, I think it was 2006, Steve Jobs did a demo on GarageBand, basically said, Hey, here's GarageBand. You can do podcasts here and upload them on iTunes, which then could sync to your iPod. So just a little fun fact, little history to answer your question regarding should schools do podcasts? Absolutely. There are a, a lot of wonderful benefits to podcasting, like storytelling, literacy, 
You can plus educational content that's being taught at the school, whether it's a primary school or a secondary school. You can use podcasting for things like language development, current events, creative expression, and even involve the community, the parents. You can create a podcast specific to the parents whose kids go to those schools. Planning a podcast, you sharpen your digital literacy skills, you sharpen your storytelling skills, you develop speaking and communication. There's edit and sound design, putting the podcast together with with intro music and outro music, plus all of the edits along the way. And you also pick up teamwork skills and presentation skills. So there's a lot of pluses to creating a podcast, the process, the planning, publishing, sharing, getting feedback, and the learning along the way. I I love listening to podcasts. It's something I do often. I want to add like two things to that great list that you just gave us of all the benefits. One is, you know, this is one of the areas where students can publish to an authentic audience as opposed to doing schoolwork, you know, for a teacher to be turned back. And that's the entire loop. The fact that they're creating something that can be heard by their peers or like you said, parents or some wider audience is extremely motivating and uh, typically uh, causes most kids to to really focus on uh, the quality of their work. And the second thing about podcasts that I would want to uh, I wonder how you feel about this is right now, a lot of teachers are trying to consider alternate assignments to the traditional essay for homework or for other things because of generative AI and uh, podcasting does seem to be one that really fits the bill as far as perhaps achieving some of the same goals as these writing assignments or not all the same goals, but some of the same goals as writing assignments. Any thoughts on that? You can use a podcast and uh, to to see how a kid, a student learned a topic, a lesson, um, and assess his understanding of various concepts in any subject. Right. I think you covered this in your list, but let me just make sure. Uh, what about advocacy and self, self-advocacy when students have the uh, ability to share about something they're concerned about and they want to see action taken on to improve their community or their world? Sure. Uh, current events, news, uh, ad- advocating, informing the community yeah. about something they're passionate about. Absolutely. Uh, there are so much technology available in the world today, whether it's in social media, uh, podcasting, uh, just your smartphones, tons of apps that people are using. But pod- podcasting is certainly one where individuals can advocate and share stories, share what they're passionate about to promote change, make our world better. Well, I would like to just share about an example that I learned about. And I don't remember the name of the teacher, but this example is from a teacher. I think she was a fifth grade teacher. And I learned about her project that she had, which was a podcast for their class. So what ended up happening was what started out as just an an experiment to see if the students would be engaged in telling uh, stories, telling uh, about things that they learned about. And it started out just that simple, but then it turned into uh, a project that the class engaged in throughout the year. 
and it became you know something very special because it had uh, the the whole class involved. This is our story, and it's made up of all these different diverse individuals, and you know each one had a different way of speaking, and they had different different topics that they were interested in. I just thought that was a wonderful example of what could happen. That's a great story, Mark. Each child in your story was given the opportunity to have a voice, and some of those students may have been English language learners. Think about English language learners. Students can benefit tremendously from creating new podcasts. I remember visiting an elementary school where first and second graders were recording themselves as they read a script. They would then listen to themselves and say, yo pienso que puedo hacer esto mejor, which is Spanish for, I believe I can do that better. Then they would re-record themselves. In the process, these young English language learners were developing fluency, vocabulary, and language skills. I think of the Apple technologies, such as what well, we talked about. Well, you didn't mention the name Swift, but the coding environment for Apple. We've talked about GarageBand and I and I uh, podcasts. But also, I think the power of I think iMovie kind of started started it all in my view. And now there's also clips for the iPad. But the power of students to create videos is you know, really <laughs> empowers them to uh, to have their voices heard. And I think as creators, as media creators, you become better at analysis because you you can see that, okay, I'm going to do this, you know, I'm going to do a low angle shot to make this character look more powerful or, or stronger, or I'm going to do a certain kind of lighting for this reason. And then when you do that, then when you consume media, you have that, you have that hands-on background that you, that students really internalize. So, um, have you seen anything uh, with iMovie, uh, Jaime, that, that uh, is interesting or inspiring to you? Definitely. I've learned that digital authoring tools like iMovie, GarageBand, and Keynote are useful to create digital stories. Students, educators, anyone can use tools like iMovie to showcase their understanding of a particular subject. They can create and tell an inspiring story about their life. They're easy to use, they work well with one another, and the skills you pick up while working on a project, you'll use the rest of your life. I think that when we use the right tools, we can create anything. Well, I think that that's right on the money. I know that one of the things that I'm learning as I'm helping to produce the podcast is an appreciation for other media that I'm listening to or even videos and other things. But when I now when I hear a podcast, I have a more critical ear. There are some challenges. You know, you can't just flip on the switch and okay, all of a sudden, you're teaching and you're podcasting. Um, there are some barriers to being a pod being able to have a real well produced podcast. One is the equipment. But let's say you have access to uh, a way to record. Most of us could easily get something like that, but it's it, what I'm thinking about is the training. Is that kind of what's behind your idea of having some tr training on podcasting? So there could be 
some help with that? Absolutely. Uh, most schools have, especially after COVID, they're saturated with technology. You go to school and you either see iPads, MacBooks, or Chromebooks. And I think, I believe that it would be very helpful if we can help schools create podcasts, create a plan, help them plan for it, what equipment works for it. So if it's non-Apple, maybe it's Soundtrap. If it's Apple, it's probably GarageBand. What guest speakers you could possibly have. Go through editing uh, and recording. Show the group how to host and distribute. And depending on the type of podcast, how to promote it. So if it's a podcast for the community, how to promote it to the families. That promotion piece, it can be very powerful because then you have to imagine your audience. And that is a skill that that we use all the time. And if you think about design thinking with empathy being the first step in the design process, thinking about, okay, this podcast may not just be for people my age, but it may be for younger people, older people, maybe people with different language skills than I have. So how do I address those audiences and just the process of going through and thinking about the audiences and, oh, maybe we should, you know, I didn't think about this. Like sometimes for our podcast, you know, people will bring up parents. I was like, oh yeah, parents, because we tend to focus on teachers and teacher leaders, but um, we focus on parents too. But just considering other audiences is very powerful. Another one of those transferable skills, I think. And one other thing I that I just thought of is I know in my this is my the first time I've ever not this episode but Tech Lasso was the first podcast I've ever co-hosted and I know that I am striving to you know be better at it and one of the ways is to speak more clearly and perhaps speak more slowly and hopefully that those skills will transfer to other parts of my life so I think that's true when students have to speak perhaps in a more formal way or in a you know different way uh, appeal to a, a larger audience and find that proper language hopefully those skills uh, you know language skills and context um, you know we t when we think of uh, literacy people often think of reading and writing but speaking and listening are in there too so I think that's another great benefit for all of us who, who engage in podcasts Yes, I agree, Scott. Podcasting is a great way to learn. This podcast has given me the opportunity to have a voice too and talk a little bit about my journey. Podcasting in the classroom can help many students share their story and empower their voice. We covered a lot of topics today, oh my goodness. From growing up in Boyle Heights, coding, talking about English language learners, storytelling through digital media like iMovie and podcasting. Man, this is a lot of fun. It has been a wonderful privilege, honor to be on the Tech Lasso podcast. Thank you both for having me. I had a blast. This is so much fun. Thank you, Jaime. Thanks for joining us today. This has been a really exciting and interesting conversation. See you at the office, Jaime. And, uh, Thanks again for, for joining us. Thanks, Scott. Thanks, Mark. The Tech Lasso podcast is produced by the ITO coordinator team. We are part of the Technology Learning and Support Services Department at the Los Angeles County Office of Education. This work is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 International License. 
and use our response form to be considered for inclusion in future episodes. Let us know what you're thinking.